back to the Death Material Podcast. Uh, you're sixth or seventh in line for Horse Heresy Podcast. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> making that up, actually. I'm just no making idea. numbers up? Yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, on deck today with me, uh, I've got Craig. How you doing, Craig? I am good. How about you? Good, good. And uh, I'm Alex. Um, what we're going to... Well, actually, you were on vacation. How was, how was vacation? Well, vacation was great. It was beautiful. We went to Kelowna, BC. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, it was a gorgeous. It was super hot. Um, long drive, but worth it. You know, just a good family vacation. Well, so... Talk to me about long drives, bud. Oh, yeah, I will shut I'll up. Put you, I'll put you in the ground. <laughs> you will put me <laughs> in the ground because I talked to you on some of those drives, and <laughs> those were multiple long drives for you. Yeah, uh, in under a month, I've driven like a hundred hours, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, That's it's pretty ridiculous. extreme. Yeah, I bought my car in February of 2020 at 21,000 kilometers, and it's mm-hmm. like almost 70,000 kilometers now. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping you're getting a good car allowance. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Um, I, I get to write off my mileage and stuff which is nice um nice. yeah nice. repair costs um mm-hmm. i mean it hasn't broken knock on wood so anyways uh yeah but Kelowna was good to get some it was beautiful in, to do some wineries i don't know how bc how how open bc is right now uh, bc is fully open like alberta um we had the children so we did not go to any wineries oh that's too bad um next time me and the wife will go we're gonna go to a few wineries. i've been to a few i've been to mission uh, winery. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's, Mission Hill, uh, yeah. Yeah, Mission Hill Winery. I it is. that's the one I went to a wedding at. I can't really remember. Is it up on the top of a hill? I think they're all on top of a hill, aren't they? Uh, the, this I know one this has... one was. Like, it, like the wedding like looked out over the... Uh... Well, it, it sounds like Mission, because I've been to a couple there, and Mission Hill Winery was on top. Like, I, I ate at the restaurant there, and it literally was open air overlooking the valley. It was fucking gorgeous. And then another one I went to was Pyramid. Um, and they have this weird, like they have uh, several pyramids on, on, the, on the property. And they have no air conditioning, no heating in these pyramids. And the, the temperature stays the same all year long. It never changes. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think it was Mission. I'm looking at no? it. I don't recognize any of this art. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think it was Mission. So it must have been one of the other ones. Oh, there's lots. Yeah. There's no shortage of. So if yeah, if you're looking, see, um, see that archway that overhangs over the edge of the hill. Yeah. That that's the that's the restaurant. Oh, okay. And it is insane. The view is insane. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a nice spot. It would be a good spot to have a wedding, but I'm pretty would... sure this isn't the one that I. Oh. I did. Uh, I mean, it wasn't well, my kinda, I don't know, but but your volume kind of got a little low there, but oh yeah, sorry. I think I was just talking quietly. Mm. Um, I've been talking quieter and quieter for some reason. It, it is what it is. Just, just slowly getting, slowly muting yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's not good for a podcast. You know that, right? No, it's not. You're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm just tired. Maybe I don't know. Um, uh, what, have you been able to do any hobbying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been doing quite a bit. Actually, um, <laughs> all the time uh, in the world right now. Yeah. Um, 
so I finished like the first, like tuning up the first bit of like the first layer for the weathering mm-hmm. on a squad of terminators and um, like another guy that he originally was going to be a champion, but now I'm kind of changing my list up. So he's mm-hmm. just going to be a, another Marauder chieftain. So each Marauder chieftain will have um, heavy chain swords, which mm-hmm. will be instant deathing um, because of the rad grenades. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So pretty good if I end up in a fight against uh, Artificer Armor Boys. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Of course, actually, I'll I'll talk to that too. I got a bit more, a couple more uh, potential details of the mm-hmm. the new dish. Um, but uh, yeah, I also got uh, a squad of Marauders. They're almost done, like the second squad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, some of them, like, because originally I had, like, some Legaton axes and uh, power axes and stuff just mixed in there just because yeah. I didn't have all the chain axes. And I was like, oh, whatever, they'll just be, like, looted and powered down or whatever and counts as chain axes. But mm-hmm. now I'm replacing the destroyers with um, a veteran squad with power weapons. Uh, like, run them as weapon master vets. Yeah. And they'll be in a Storm Eagle with Kiri. Um, so I'm like, oh, perfect. Well, I already have, like, six power axes, so I'm just going to put... Um, four power swords in there mm-hmm. or three power swords. And then whatever the, whatever I give the sergeant, which might just be a power sword maybe. Okay. Um, and, uh, and then I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? That'll actually be a pretty good unit. Cause they'll be wounding on twos with those power axes. They'll be wounding on threes with the swords. Uh, swords will strike an initiative. So good, good amount of wounds, especially if they get the charge off. Cause they're like base two attacks. So plus two combat weapons. Mm-hmm. So they're base three attacks. And then, when they get the charge off, it's four. So, I mean, that'll be like 16 hits hitting on threes most of the time because they'll mm. be weapon skill five, plus the rad grenades that are in the unit uh, because of the Outlanders rules. And yeah. um, and then they'll be, so they'll be hitting on threes, booting on threes at initiative. Uh, and then if they're fighting regular power armored guys, they're going to gonna get mulched. And then I'm also going to have a champion and Kyranee in that squad and an apothecary. So somebody, somebody will be in, in charges. So as long as I'm up against like a, an armor three, like a power armored squad, those guys are mm-hmm. going to like mulch through. And then um, the, uh, the axes will mulch through too. But if I end up in a, in a fight with some, some terminators or something, or like some Palantine blades or mm-hmm. uh, like Dawnbreakers, I think have two plus armor or like a command squad. Yeah. I think I'll still have the upper, the upper hand. Um, but well, yeah, anyways, uh, I got, I got them like half, half of them are oiled, but um, I kind of screwed the oil wash up when I was making it. And so it like bled over the model instead of like really stu- like sucking in. So mm-hmm. I had to go back and fix some of them. So a few of them are like stained a little bit. So they're like a little bit darker than the other ones, but whatever. I mean, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I pulled it back a little bit with some white spirits. Um, okay. So that way it was just more visible in the crack, in the creases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Creases, cracks, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they'll all get mixed into units anyway, right? So some of them will be in the vet squad and some of them will be in the various like reaver squad. So it'll just make them look more individual, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so uh, all that's left is I got to do the uh, pin wash with the bitumen um, oil paint, get that on the other five, mm-hmm. uh, well, the other four in the apothecary, and then um, and then put the rust deposits on them, uh, and then just a little bit of metallic wax for the, the highlights on the, the metal pieces, which isn't much, uh, and then powders. So they'll be done in a, in a couple days. Um, nice. Yeah, I was going to finish them this weekend. I think Friday night, I got 
the first five like well washed and then i don't know i just didn't do like anything else this mm. weekend um <laughs> yeah just hung out i bought like, some new shoes and like a new sweater and a new hat played some playstation <laughs> what yeah. have you been playing on it um i've been playing uh assassin's creed valhalla, valhalla. yeah and uh, avengers oh yeah you liking the avengers Yep. Yeah, it's it's pretty good actually. Um, I don't think it deserves the hate that it got. Um, and uh, but I've also got like the free game this month with PlayStation Plus is mm-hmm. um, a Plague Tale. So I'm pretty eager to get into that, and I'm pretty eager to get into. My buddy gave me a copy of Red Dead Redemption. Nice. He's like he's like oh I like he's like I, I don't really care for it. So here you go. So I want to get into that too. Um, and then I had like the best sushi in my life actually. Like, there's just a banging sushi spot, like a 10 minute walk from my house. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking uh, awesome. Yeah. It's so good. I had it yesterday and today. <laughs> so good. Like, you oh, had man. it back yeah. to back. Yeah. Yeah. The exact same thing. Like, uh, man, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just, you know, I Googled what was close by because I've been just walking a lot more. Yeah. And um, I didn't want to take the car to go pick something up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then this sushi place had like a bunch of five star, like or it was like a four point eight star or something, and so I was like, so, okay, well I'll look into it. And then like CBC even wrote an article on it saying like this is the best sushi place in Waterloo, like and for good reason. And uh, on Saturday, which was yesterday, when I ordered mm-hmm. it, I ordered it like maybe quarter after five. And they were like, when did you want to pick this up? And I was like, yeah, as soon as possible if I could. And they're just like, cool, you can get it at like seven. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, well, it must be good. Because <laughs> there's no in-person dining in Ontario right now. Okay. So, and this place doesn't have a patio because it's on, like, the bottom floor of, a like, a, an apartment building. It's like a mixed-use okay. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they were so busy with takeout. It was going to take, like, an hour and 45 minutes to get my sushi. So I was like, you know what? Wait. I'll wait for that. <laughs> I'll go pick that up a bit. <laughs> yeah. And then just dummied that. And, and was it worth it? It yeah, was worth the wait? Was, yeah. The, oh, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um. They nailed it. Uh, it puts every sushi place I've been to in Edmonton to shame. Yeah, well, we're a landlocked province, and with no Wait, Ontario's <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> um, yeah, like, but I mean, they're not pulling salmon out of like Lake Ontario, <laughs> um, Lake Huron. Well, it's in there is bass and pike. This is true. Maybe a sturgeon. I don't know. There's no whitefish in there. <laughs> But uh, I, I assume it, it was Atlantic salmon this time, but I don't know. Um, maybe that actually could be. And that could be why I thought it was so much better because cold cold water fish are always better than warm water fish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll fight anyone who says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Arctic char is like the only good fish that I'll eat like uh, cooked. Okay. Yep. I, I'm not a big fish person, so. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's because you're I mean, born in a landlocked province. Because I'm born in a landlocked province. Eat brain eaters. Um. I mean, I, I I like shrimp and I you know I like tuna and I like. Okay, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind halibut. Halibut's good because it's boring as fuck. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's why they bread it in beer batter. Yeah, because it because it has a, it, yeah. it soaks too. up a lot of the other flavor. Yeah, cod Just too. All they those, soak uh, up bottom feeders. Oh, well, what can I say? Just those gross fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fish person. I'm just. I, I yeah, I'm not either. It. But uh, I love sushi. Like oh, cooked right. fish? No, not into no. it. Your path. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, even like like I can't stand like canned tuna. Um, gross. Yeah. But... I mean, I'll, I'll eat canned tuna. I mean, I'm not I a prefer... fan of a tuna melt. Oh God, no. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay okay we're yeah. way off topic yeah we are uh anyways um yeah and then i just kind of played around with lists um mm-hmm. i got like a little light thing to just like clip onto the little table that i've got to like airbrush from mm-hmm. uh so that'll be cool um i'll be able to get airbrushing again so with that i'm going to extend the knight's errant challenge so sorry mary i know that you did like a ton of work but yeah he, hammer, <laughs> he had to hammer like, that yeah, out yeah it's way, way to like get it done get the whole thing done but um yeah anyways uh i think we'll probably do until like the end of august that's great because now i can have my guy done yep yeah there you go um actually miles put like a guy into he's oh, like dude. hey he's like it's like i have a guy but i also have this model that like now that i'm not doing a black shield it's like what can i do with and it's just like this insane butcher's nails world eater guy with like two crazy like chain fist things that have like big curved blades on them. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he's like, what can I use this as? Like any ideas? And I was just like, yeah. Uh, I was like, why don't we just have Malkador chaining him in the basement like an Evisur assassin? Mm-hmm. So once you get through the tournament of champions, now you got to fight Miles's like rad grenade, Terminator armor, halo blade, digital laser guy. Oh God. Who's going to like, one punch you to death um uh so yeah uh you get the bragging rights but then then, yeah, then you, then you, you, you then gotta you fight die. The yeah <laughs> so i thought that was cool uh because he was just like he's like can i make this into a knight errant i'm like uh not with the knight errant rules but we'll just do this because i think that's awesome <laughs> so um yeah so we're gonna do that now uh he, he sent me the whole backstory and everything for the guy um hmm. cool which is cool awesome. but Yes. Yeah, uh, speaking of black shields and stuff, uh, Jeremy over at uh, Dark Horse Painting also had an idea. Cause he was like, "Man, he's like, I feel like book six just always gets forgotten and neglected." And mm-hmm. He's like, "You guys should do like an episode or two on that." So that's what we're gonna do. Since we're not gonna do the Knight Errant Tournament Champions this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I I dug into that a little bit, but. Um, I know that with Alberta, like opening fully, I've been chatting with a couple of you guys about mm-hmm. like getting a regular game night set up. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've been kind of like tie it together. Sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, we were just, we were talking about it and you know, things are starting to move along. People are getting excited, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I've said it a few times, like I love Necromunda. Mm-hmm. Um, and it what's really sucked me into Necromunda is all the little like narrative things that kind of piece around it. Um, like the campaign system, the card system, mm-hmm. like the boons, the, you know, the credits, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I kind of cooked up like this sweet little thing and, and yeah, we've got some cards, uh, in the works. Uh, yeah. so those will be shortly and, and actually maybe, maybe we can even get them so that way if you guys want them, you can buy them. Um, uh, Maybe we'll have to set that up, or maybe I'll run that through like Beringian mm-hmm. Heresy or something. Like I know that I, I, I do know a someone who works at a printing office. Oh yeah, like awesome. a printing. Yeah, so I would be able. To, I could talk to her. I could probably get a real. That's a real great deal. Yeah, yeah. Find out actually, and if we can get them, the, then that'll actually get them done faster than the guy I've been talking to. Um, 
but uh, in essence, the the idea is that you know now that Alberta is kind of full open at least for a little bit, mm. um, we can do like a once a month sort of gaming gaming night, right? And what I really liked about the way that uh, a guy was running the Necromunda campaign is, and the Necromunda campaign lays this out because I mean we've we've talked about it before. I'm not a fan of leagues. Um, yeah. or the league style even even when you use that for like the execution of a campaign like i have in the past mm-hmm. um y- you know it, you, you end up you're like okay you guys got two weeks to get your games in this is your brackets this is who you're playing like and it all kind of gets spoon-fed to you and then you know 30 percent of the time the opponent doesn't show up or you gotta push you gotta push the next round by a week and everyone else is annoyed and yeah you know uh um, we we've all well yeah running we've all a run into it yeah. Running running a league here in Edmonton, we we have run into those issues. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, and they also feel like elongated tournaments. Like they're just overly long tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even I, I mean that that was what really disappointed me when I got to run my first one, which I think was season three or four. Um, four. I think yeah. Four. I I, uh, I don't know. I, I have it's on the other computer. I'd have to check. But um, it's been a while. Uh, no, actually, I think it was season three, because I played in season two, and then you guys let me run the next one, because um, I pitched it as like this crazy narrative and like slow grow league and everything else. Mm. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And by the by the end of it, I had like forty two pages worth of like narrative, um, like done and dusted for this campaign. Like mm. so, by by the time that we actually like wrapped it up. Like, yeah, it's like 42 pages. I, I put it all into one document and called it the Omnibus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and I included, I, I had everyone submit to me, like, who their warlord is and what his backstory is. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, why is he there? And, or, you know, or if, even if they were just using, like, a, a named character, because that was still allowed. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I, I put so much work and in, in love into this and I was just like, yeah, like, you know, this is going to be a slow growth thing. And then we, we had a few players that showed up and like, to your point, treated it like a tournament. Um, mm-hmm. and that, that's largely how the first two went, right. The first two went as like an elongated tournament. So yeah. I don't know, maybe I didn't do a good enough job of, I think, I think, I think, it, I think but... really what happened was it was, um, the past history. It said that this is how we played the style that we were playing at yep. the time. And I think it got, lost in translation yeah yeah it could have been anyways that's where we lost like a good chunk of players including like a couple new guys that came out um was in that and it, it kind of bummed me out a little bit because i poured so much work into it but uh anyways i digress so when you're playing like in the necromunda style and the way that you know glenn set this up was it was like once a month or every two weeks mm-hmm. we had like necromunda night so it's the same sort of thing right like we're gonna run 30k night and we'll partner with one of the stores and you know we'll do it every month or every two months and you know we'll get we'll get a couple other ones going because mm-hmm. um, i know that uh like there's a guy in calgary interested in doing it and a guy in lacombe interested in running like a monthly thing yeah and so we can actually tie it all together and since i don't have fucking anything to do like <laughs> I, can man- <laughs> I can manage the back end of that for the most part yeah. um you know write updates change the map things like that and so what what you do is you've got a set amount of territories Right. Yep. And the campaign runs in phases. So the nice thing about doing it this way is that, you know, you show up, maybe we charge two bucks or something like when you show up on the night and then we use mm. that to like raffle off a gift card for the store that we're playing at. Okay. Yeah. That sounds um, a good idea. Yep. Yeah. Like makes it fun. Gives them a little, a little something. 
um, and then uh, you know or do a like uh, do a, a pot prize or something, right? Like just all right, everybody put it in and like you win it um, yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Uh, we'll that, figure that's, that out. The, yeah, that part hasn't been worked out, but um, you show up to the to the one night and then you play for that night and you can kind of pick out your own games. I mean, it's still going to be loyalist versus trader mm-hmm. um, versus separatist probably. And then, uh, you know, you just, you pick it out and that's how you start getting rivalries and stuff. And then if yeah. you can't make it to that one, you've still got the two weeks or the month until the next day to play additional games. Yeah. And so with those additional games, like you can you can get a little bit of an edge over your other opponents, but you can also start getting some more of those rivalries and stuff, right? So like, you know, I usually couldn't make the I think I made one or two of the Necromunda Knights, but Brady liked to play and I like to play, so we used to play like a couple games in between those nights and we mm-hmm. would just send the results to the organizer. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, we fought over the, you know, the uh, religious icon area and he paralyzed two of my guys mm. um and he took it right so now he controls that territory and that's why i want to do it on cards because it's easy to hold and then it's easy to remember yeah. so when you control a territory and the whole point of controlling the territory is to give a feeling like what we're doing at these game nights actually has an impact and actually mm. has meaning and um the territory has either a boon or uh an extra boon and that that will kind of direct certain factions towards fighting over those sort of things, right? Uh, so for for example, right, you could have a Munitorum Depot, and so maybe that gives you a reroll on bolt guns, mm-hmm. um, and uh, or on uh, yeah on bolt guns, right? And then, but the advanced boon for Iron Warriors, um, Iron Hands iron fists or you know whatever mm-hmm. um if they control it they can reroll all bolt weapons right so now it's like okay like uh, reroll all ones on bolt weapons right mm-hmm. yeah. so now it's like oh man like i'm gonna really want that so then you end up with some of the classic fights between like iron warriors and uh, like imperial, imperial fists. fists like slugging yeah. it out right but then maybe the other one also gives you like a bonus to phosphex or something so uh i mean not that because that doesn't need a fucking bonus but yeah exactly um, yeah it's, it's yeah like, but i know, you know what you mean yeah yeah, yeah 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 right or uh you know maybe you, like if you take over the forge then like you can reroll all ones on power swords mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and but if you're salamanders you can reroll all ones on close combat weapons because yeah. now they're all finely crafted right? yeah uh, yeah no i got it. it just it causes people to want to fight over these sectors Yep, and gives them a reason, like, and, and and some like ah, I don't really care about that one, but I really want this one because it's going to really help my army out. Oh well, you know, the other guy wants it too. Now we're fighting over it. Just it, you're right. It forces, not forces. It creates natural rivalries and and yeah. more of a natural gameplay. Yeah, yeah, and and even though the advanced boon might you know really attract that other guy. Maybe, you know, I've got a Blood Angels tactical company, so I'm bolt guns all day, every fucking day. So I'm like, mm. you know what? Like, I've already got a good boon in close combat. What's really going to compliment me is if I can up my shooting game. Exactly. Right? And yeah. then so I go get it. And now all of a sudden Iron Warriors are trying to take it because they want to reroll all their bolt weaponry. Um, and they really need the edge, right? Yeah. Or maybe I've just been running train over people and they're like, fucking somebody get in there. But then mm. you can end up with a scenario, you know, where like... I show up to the game night and they go, man, we were sick and tired of you holding on to that fucking Munitorum. Mm. Like, you know, 
me and Josh are going to come fuck on you. Like, you want to have a 2v1? <laughs> and I'll just be like, fuck yeah, like, let's do it. I got 3,000 points. What do you guys have? You know, maybe it's 5,000 or something. And I'm just like, all yeah. right, like, let's do it. We'll just do an assault. Like, I'll barricade up. I'll go first. And then you guys attack. Yeah. Or you guys go first because you're attacking. And then all I have to do is just survive it. And yeah. you guys just have to table me, right? So you can kind of like, you can roll for your own mission. You can pick your own mission. I'm not telling you what to play or how to play it. But you end up with, you know, the territory grab. So the first the first uh, phase of the campaign is the territory grab. So all the territories yeah. are open. Nobody controls any of them. Mm -hmm. And then everyone fights over to try to grab it, right? So you can be like, hey, you want to fight over this one? Or you could even, like, just shuffle cards and hand them out. Mm -hmm. Be like, this is where you landed. So figure it mm -hmm. out. Figure it out. Right? Yeah. And then phase two is where you start challenging for what's been taken. Or if there's any open ones, they can fight over an open one. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. right. Uh, and then phase and phase three would be like the same sort of thing or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I haven't fully fleshed out phase three, but um, when you do that, you can also then I had an idea on like what to do with like campaign or victory points. Mm -hmm. um, we can I, I'm still working out the formula, but basically you can end up with these campaign points, which work kind of like credits. So we do it first as like, you know, no special characters initially. Mm hmm. There are no unique characters initially, but then mm -hmm. you can use and, and no relics and no Sirekana, but then you can use your campaign points or victory points or however we do the formula. Uh, you can use those to then buy those things. And now you've got like a hired gun mechanic. Yeah. Right. So you can be like, oh, shit, like I'm going to buy this. Uh, like, you know, I got a I'm bunch of points, so I'm going to buy the nanite plaster. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy a relic. But then if you like if that guy dies, then like you've potentially lost the relic. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm trying to work out a good way to do like rescue missions too, like capture missions, because those happen okay. yeah, yeah, in yeah, Necromunda yeah. as well, right? So like in Necromunda, you can end up having one of your guys taken prisoner. Yeah. And then, you know, and they go back to their gang hideout. And then you have to do like you you get a chance to say, I'm gonna attempt a rescue mission, or I'm not mm -hmm. gonna attempt a rescue mission. And then the other player can like kill them or like sell them off to like slavers. Or sell them to like somebody else and make mm. credits off of them, right? Um, so that's the potential. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just some other cool mechanics that I've really enjoyed in other games that I, I want to try to try out in this one. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, ho hopefully it uh, it works out well. And I think, uh, it's not, I think I think it'll be a lot of fun. Um, I've always myself. The whole idea when I when I started the league way back in 2014, mm -hmm. 20, no 2015, um, was I wanted to campaign, but yeah. I wasn't knowledgeable enough about 30k at the time to start running a campaign. So I just basically defaulted to the idea of extended tournament, mm -hmm. and because it was the easiest formula, it's an easy formula to follow. Um, yeah. I personally think like I think. Well, God, Games Workshop did this way back. Uh, would have been when they released Armageddon for in uh, in third edition. It was a global campaign, and it was one of the coolest things I think I was ever part of. Like it was just, it was, it was fantastic. You just people were playing games all across the world, and they were taking ter territories on on Armageddon, and just it was, it felt like this thing that was so much bigger and there was a point to each game you were playing it just wasn't just a one-off game against some one a one-off opponent or the guy you've played you know four or five times for no reason you know like there, there was consequences to the actions 
and I like that. And I think that's I think that's what 30k is really meant for meant to be. It's, yeah, it's a story, and you're you're telling a story about a, a larger, you know, in a larger story, and I think that's I, I think that's I think that's why I love about campaigns. And that's why I'm, I'm jacked about this. Yeah, yeah, it's stories upon stories upon stories. Mm-hmm. Right, how um, legends are made, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And actually, that's what I'm trying to go with, uh, um, you know, in the uh, in the LVO, the LVO thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's that's so I, I kind of like that somebody popped up and said, "Hey, you know what? Actually, um, let's not have any characters in the main thing. Let's just have them in the mega battle." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Um, and uh, you know, it it it, it makes it fun. Um, and it's going to, you know, we're going to be able to actually build individual stories while fighting for the greater story. Mm. Uh, and we're, we're on track to have a huge one. Um, yeah, it's, 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 so yeah, um, I'm stay tuned cause I'm still working out the, uh, a little bit of the mechanics. Um, now that it looks like we're going to have X amount of people. Um, oh, and actually we've got an email here. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, um, maybe edit that dead air down a little bit because I will. I was, <laughs> I was way too quiet. Um, yeah. So we, we, yeah, we've got an email here from Evan Clark. I've been poking through the mortal events rules. And I was wondering which rules in total you plan to use for LVO. So as it stands, uh, if there's no new addition, all of them. Um, you can ignore everything that's Decurion and specifically, especially their like you know additional. Um, psychic phase stuff uh it's basically just the units and like the construction of centurion plus and the experimental fac and errata so he was looking at the uh 3.7 experimental fac and errata and the allowance of power weapons on tactical squads that take chain swords so uh evan that's if they take chain swords in lieu of bolters so they Mm. cannot take bolters and chain swords so it's basically they're like a you know an on foot weapon master vet squad that mm-hmm. hasn't become vets yet uh, my group of friends who are attending the event though were all curious on the official ruling over using the pdfs and which supplemental rules and sources we're drawing from also are the experimental rules from the official forge world faq in play uh yes um unless of course they've been like overwritten by the Mournful Events one, but I don't think there's any overlap there. I do not think so either. But then again, the whole FAQ could be rendered useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we get if we get a new like whatever, then you know I'll I'll make sure that it's in there. So if if anyone's planning on attending and you haven't joined the Las Vegas Open Heresy Facebook group, make sure you get in there. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to try to either get the email list or send an email out through FLG to all you guys to keep you guys updated. Um, but the Facebook group is the easiest spot uh, yeah. to catch it like down to the minute. So and we'll have that link in the description. Like, always. yeah, actually that's, that's a good idea. Um, I'll put that link in the description. Um, link for Facebook group. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of, are the forge world FAQ, uh, in play? Yes, of course. Um, I don't think they changed, uh, any points other than the destroyers and those didn't have a points change in the mournful events rules so uh, you know there's a couple points changes in there but if your friends are using battle scribe if you update your battle scribe you can actually choose the mournful events um, setting and then 
you'll get all of your units will have the Mournival events uh, options, and mm. they'll be they'll be written out as the Mournival events FAQ, right? So, for example, like the Land Raider Phobos actually spe- says capacity twelve mm. in your battle scribe. Um, you know your uh, Phoenix Spears. If you look at the reference sheet in your battle scribe with the Mournival events Centurion, or sorry, with the Mournival events rules selected, mm-hmm. uh, your Phoenix Spears will be AP two all the time. Right. Um, your Black Shields Marauder squads will be 25% or 25 points lower on the base, the base cost. Because mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, they cost more than like <laughs> they, they come in a squad of five. And we'll go over this like in book in their book six review. Yeah. At least the first part. I'm going to go over the Black Shields rules. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, the Marauder squad starts a squad of five, but they cost more than like five additional guys. <laughs> Whereas most of most of the units you'll find like they have a base cost and that base cost is like equivalent or slightly more if the sergeant has two wounds or a higher weapon skill or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but not by like twenty five points. So yeah. like there's still like you know they they've adjusted it a little bit and and I mean the the chieftain can't take artificer armor actually, um, like you you can't put artificer armor on a black shield sergeant. Mm. Um, but I've also heard rumor from our, our little sourcey source, source that uh, artificer armor on sergeants is going to go the way of the dodo, mm. um, which I like. I'm fine uh, with it. Yep. Yeah. I, I think we talked about it earlier uh, at one point. It was just kind of like, like I'm happy. Like I don't care either way, but I'd rather see it go. Yeah, we had, we, we we had talked about that and. Like I'm, I don't really care one way or the other. Um, I don't. I've never been a fan of putting a whole lot of points into a sergeant. Well, um, I mean, they just they end up all being equipped like artificer armor and power and fist. power fist. And I, like, I really I, I feel like the artificer armor was meant to end up with these like crazy duels between sergeants, like with yeah. power swords or you know power axes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then it just turned into like, okay, here's like an extra 10 points and maybe the guy stands out front or a couple Marines back. So that way he can just tank shots. And yeah. then when you get in close combat, the two guys just one punch each other and it's over. Yeah. Right. Um, and then it's like, okay, great. Um, and it just ends up boring. And, and I've heard actually from somebody else that like Anuj like hated the power fist artificer armor combo. Mm. And I'm pretty sure he like wrote all the new rules. So, um, I, I don't know. I I'd, I'd like to see it go because it's just it's just boring to me. It um, is boring because they're all equipped the same, right? Yeah, exactly. Like maybe maybe give it as like a like a melee option for Imperial fists. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like yeah, because um, they're used to having power fists, right? Maybe I don't know. Give it to Iron Warriors or somebody else too, right? Um, Iron Hands maybe because that seems fluffy, but. You know, maybe change the change the equipment choices like from legion to legion. Give them a little bit more variety. Yeah, because then you'll you'll have. I mean, there are there are some mechanics like that already. Like the death card, they can take power size. Um, yep. Just little things like that. Yeah, but yeah, the, a lot of them have it already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were just going right to um, power fist just because they wanted the AP two because they knew the dude across the table was going to have artifice armor. Right, like it was just, it was, it was. You didn't take a power sword because there was no point in taking the power sword. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, like you see it every once in a while, and it looks really awesome, mm. right? Or even just like a guy with a chainsword, like keep them cheap. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it, it, it looks cool. Um, and yeah, you just you almost never see it. It's just tragic. Sometimes you see I, a power axe if they're trying to keep the points down. Yeah, exactly. But um, I mean, it, I mean, if if they if they get rid of artifice armor and it's it's uh, just your everyone's in power armor. I'm taking power swords and I'm going to make them look as fucking cool as possible. Yeah. I yeah. think I, I think I only have like two sergeants out of all my armies who have power fists. Cause I don't like, I don't like the combo. I don't, it's, it's too point heavy just to get crushed by another two sergeants crushing. Each other. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, my alpha legion sergeants in my lists are equipped with power daggers just yeah. to hopefully like that quick rend through. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, and, like I know my de- or my Dark Angels, they all have tyrannic great swords. Oh yeah, that's good. That's cool. Those are good. Or ones. no, Calibanite, Calibanite sword. Sorry, uh, the one that gives them the plus one strength power sword. That just makes more sense in my opinion. Which one's the one that's like? Isn't one of those like the tyrannic or the Calibanite like really good against demons? Uh, I think. I don't know the profile on the two weapons. Uh no, well the Calibanite or the tyrannic great swords plus. T- uh, plus two strength, um, AP three, and yeah. the oh, Calvin. Yeah, probably that one. Yeah, that's the one because they're now they're what strengths they're strength six. Yeah, and so that, like your regular demon, I think is only and the knight and the knight the, six on the the knights the uh the Terminator knights they come with tyrannic great swords. Oh, nice! And they so, can fire Overwatch for some fucking reason. Yeah, with their plasma <laughs> yeah. burners. Why don't you just let them sweeping advance and run too? Yeah, Come well, God, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, what fanboy wrote these rules? <laughs> Fucking Matt Ward slide himself into the Forge World, <laughs> Forge World offices, edit it before it went out. <laughs> no, he he has a hard on for the Blood Angels. Let's be let's be honest here. I thought it was the Ultramarines. No, it's the. But it's probably both. He just has a hard on for Marines. Yeah, Marines. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, wow, we really have gotten off track. Uh, no, Matt Ward. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, the campaign's looking good. I, I do want to say uh, to all the people who are listening in the Alberta area, um, Return to Istvan is happening. It's finally going to happen. Um, we're looking for September. We're looking at September. We just kind of want to make sure that this whole COVID thing stays down and we're not going to get canceled out again for the third time. Um, so yeah, return to this event is happening. Uh, we are going to be posting up on the, our Facebook event page. Uh, so if you're listening and you're in the Alberta area and you are interested, it will be going up there uh, with all the new information. Sweet. I know I'm excited for, it. I just want to, like I've had these three armies ready to go. In fact, they're still sitting on my table, down in my basement, the three armies that I was going to take for, because two of them were going to get borrowed, and the one I was going to take are still sitting down on my table, down in my basement. Huh. Just ready to go. To get one of those high-powered duster things? Uh, spray can of dust? No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my uh, my uh, airbrush, and I'm oh, just yeah. going to blow them off. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, they've been sitting there for quite some time. Okay, cool. When in September? Uh, we are still looking at the just date. Working that out. With the, yeah, the yeah. Guy. We have, we're talking with the. We have to just work around the store, right? Yep. So he's going to get back to us about dates and whatnot. 
Okay. I may or may not be there. I don't know. I know. That makes uh, me sad panda. Yeah, whatever. Just Skype me in. <laughs> <laughs> Just take lots of good pictures. Oh, um, don't worry. I will. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm just going to try to, like, in probably August, I think I'm going to get a game in. Well, weren't you coming down back to Yeah, Edmonton? Yeah, I am. I'm going to be there, like, the probably 29th or 30th. I'm going to for that weekend. And then I think Tuesday night and Wednesday night, I'm in Calgary again and then i fly out okay. Sunday the 8th i need you to at least be available for at least at least a game possibly two yeah okay i i know you're gonna your your time here is gonna be very valuable yeah but i am going to make it worth your while okay Trust me. i got a little thing planned i got something going okay i've been working uh, on the details sweet uh yeah all right. Well, I like my Ravens are there. I've ordered like a battle foam like carry backpack. Hopefully, mm. it gets here in time. Uh, and then I'm gonna try to have two thousand points of my eventual four thousand points of uh, black, black shields. Black shields done um, for uh, end of the month for the end of July. Nice. Bring them. Well, I mean, if your Raven guard are already here, just uh, and if I have a way to like transport the the ashen claws, I'd like to bring them. Okay. Um, just get some more games in with them, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have a 1500 point uh, Zone Mortalis game. Um, with uh, with Murray. Oh, I nice. Think. Yeah, yeah, we were chatting about it a little bit. Um, I'm jelly. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm jelly. Yeah, late this month. Uh, he's gonna be in Niagara late this month. So if I'm done fast enough, I might be able to do then, and if not, mm-hmm. uh, in August. Um. Wow, that's yeah, that's, he was that's talking awesome. about. So, yeah. So Murray getting a game yeah. in with Alex, the lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hopefully. Uh. Yeah. I've got uh, this squad of Terminators for my fifteen hundred point list. Mm-hmm. I just need to finish these Marauders, um, and then those Terminators, and uh, and then five more Terminators. I think. You know, it, it's funny because. I've been, I've been, I don't have much to do for any of my armies. Like, I mean, I do for my, my world eaters, but like, I think part that's part of the, like, I've had some motivation recently. Like, I've actually put paint on models. I've built models and put some paint on them, mm-hmm. uh, which has been huge for me since basically January. Um, but I don't, I have, I have a 3000 point death guard army already. And all I'm doing is changing the list to something that's slightly better. So I feel like that's part of my, my lack of motivation there on that one. Um, you could just do a plastic uh, militia army out of the new plastic Creed models. Oh <laughs> man. You, you sent me that. I was like, Oh, the <laughs> yeah. Creed models. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I like that. They look a lot more French this time. Um, mm. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of lists, I actually, I'll, I'll I'll give uh, Murray the upper hand here, and you can get a peek at my list. Um, so I've uh, I've tweaked around of going through book six, which we're going to talk about after the break. Yeah. Um, I actually like took a look again at the unique characters in the Black Shield options, mm-hmm. and uh, the Nemean Reaver 
who leads the Dark Brotherhood. So if you take him as a Black Shield and not as a Knight Errant, um, mm. he has to go with Outlanders. And I'm using the Outlanders uh, rules already to try to get the Rad Grenades and you know yeah. act up the whole, like, we were the original terror troops and we're terrible yeah. people. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, and so I was reviewing his rules and I'm like, shit, like he's really survivable. Like Kieran, he went through the mulch at gate 42 was supposed to die and like mm. is credited with create, with having them win and having all these Terrans still survive. Yeah. So he gets his guys through shit. He doesn't give up. So he gets eternal warrior and adamantium will through mm. the Cathorian war plate and like toughness five, which is just gravy. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, in the terror troop side, he also causes fear and is fearless. And his weapon is strength plus one, AP two, uh, two handed, so you don't get any bonus. So he's only fighting, he only gets three attacks, four on the charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and no instant death, which to me really fits like the feel of a knife fighter. And then imposes minus one weapon skill which could be you know his fighting style because he he would have had at least some exposure to Korax's fighting styles yeah yeah. Uh, which could you know it creates that sort of vibe so i'm like shit like this guy feels way more like kieran would than if i spent 250 points on like a black shield reaver lord who then with a halo blade and the rad grenades is like instant deathing every single attack Mm -hmm. uh and gets like six of them (laughs) <laughs> or something like that um yeah so i mean like statistically you're gonna fail one at least one so like yeah. i'm gonna get all those and because they're getting all, and like it's the halo blades only ap3 so mm. um it's not gonna get through artificer armor but if i like throw all that against you like in two rounds of combat you're gonna fail one of them right yeah and then he has a three plus save instead of the four plus plus eternal warrior and mm. I don't know. I just I, I was never really convinced by like the way that he felt um, as a just as a standard Reaver Lord. So this kind of you know it boosts like boosts combat around him is his Warlord trait. Like any conflict mm. within twelve inches counts as having plus one for combat res, um, which is going to make sense. And then the fear and fearless thing, mm. as well as the adamantium will and the eternal warrior. Um, because he's just a tough-as-nails guy who's yep. all about spooking boys. So anyways, um, the Nemean Reaver will be my Kearney. Um, and then, uh, which actually I really like, because if you remember back when we had um, Andrew Hollis on, he was saying that, uh, like, in his events, he'll sometimes allow, like, characters like that, and like Sigismund, but mm-hmm. you can't have them actually be those guys. Like, if they're meant to be somebody that's basically, like, Sigismund Jr., or whatever, yeah, yeah. and you have to actually put the effort into like convert up a cool enough model. Um, and so I'm like, well, cool, like that's done, done and dusted. He has a bolter on him, which he won't get to use, but big deal. Um, he wasn't going to use it anyway because he was going to be charging stuff, and mm. I didn't want to use the pariah bolter because then he loses his plus one attack on the charge. Uh, but yeah, we've got him, and then a centurion with early crusade honors uh, and rad grenades. So he's got a mm. power fist, mastercrafted bolt pistol. Um, and then two squads of nine Marauders, uh, each with, uh, well, one has, uh, eight Legionis Astartes shotguns and then the heavy chainsword, melted bombs, rag grenades on the chieftain. And then the other one, um, just has bolt pistols, um, but otherwise the same. And, uh, and then they each have an apothecary with them and then 10, um, cataphractii terminators, mm-hmm. uh, eight with Volkite chargers, um, 
all nine with power weapons, and then uh, one has a Zenos Deathlock, and then the Terminator Sergeant has a Zenos Deathlock, a Power Fist, and Rad Grenades. Uh, and then it's six Terminators in Tartarus Terminator armor um, with uh, combi weapons. Five, the regular guys have power fists, and the main guy has a chain fist with rag grenades. So that hopefully I've got somebody to carve his way through some doors <laughs> if I need him to. Yeah, you're going to need that. Well, you might. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm going to have to rely on like the two melta bombs that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that, uh, and that's a cozy 1493. Nice. This, this isn't the, uh, the Mournival rules, so. I'm 50 points higher than I would be if I was using mm. more goals, um, which would be like another Terminator. Be at seven, like another. I'd be at like seven Terminators and Terrorist Terminator armor, but whatever. I think I think it'll be fine. I think it sounds like a great list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have to really use it sparingly, but I mean, there's not a lot of guys, which makes sense because yeah, you know, numbers were limited. Yeah, they only numbered four thousand when they left for the Google Stars. So. Mm. There's probably only like two thousand of them left. But I would yeah. I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm pumped for it. It'll be it'll be. Fun. Yeah, I, I take lots of pictures, um, yeah. so we can throw them up on our Instagram page, and so I can see them and live vicariously through you. But I should have a game in by then. Okay, sweet. So yeah. that'll be good. Uh, do you want to go to our break? Yeah, yeah. Let's hit a break, and then uh, we'll come back with uh, some book six. Some book six um, review, I guess. I guess. We'll call it. <laughs> Give, giving it the love it deserves. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like the redheaded stepchild of book four. <laughs> uh, stepbrother, step sibling? I don't know. <laughs> Soulless redhead child? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, sweet. Yeah, let's, let's do that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Right, let's hit it.
and welcome back to the death and betrayal podcast all right time to get in a little bit of book six action mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now we were just talking about this yep. but i think this is probably one of the more more important of the books and i say that because one it introduced the leviathan and the quarters contemptor dreadnought it added a bunch of the rights of war. It added the missions that we use for Centurion. Yeah, Shadow War missions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was. Hear me out when I say this. I think it was Heresy, two point one, that book specifically. Why would you call it Heresy two point one? Not sorry, not two point one, but but Heresy one point one, or just it was it was in the evolution. It, it increased. The number of rights of war we got. It added a bunch of new units. It added one of the, arguably one of the more important uh, dreadnoughts in the Leviathan, because you know that was a huge thing when it, it dropped. Yeah, in my opinion. Well, I mean that's why there wasn't drop pods because they're mm-hmm. just big things always dropping on you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it. It really like expanded your options, I guess. Yes. Um, it brought Zana into the mix, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, something I was gonna just touch on i guess but um yeah i mean book six like like we were talking about before the break i think it's widely like overshadowed by book four um Mm -hmm. which i mean book four brought in like a lot of character advancement things like that that you could do yeah um and uh, a lot of fresh missions but book six like it's packed to the brim full of stuff fullest full of inspiration oh yeah um like i mean uh you know you've got you've got shattered legion stuff in here you've got in like if you wanted to theme around the shattered legions you've got epsilon uh oh i can't read my own writing anyways you've like there's uh there's a planet that's defended primarily by the imperial fists who have like picked up straggling um raven guards salamanders um iron hands and blood angels and they get invaded by like a combined force of the Iron Warriors, the Death Guard, and the Alpha Legion. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're like, man, I really love Iron Warriors and I really love Alpha Legion, but I can't choose, like you could do Allied Detachments, or you could mm-hmm. do Shattered Legions um, and run run the Shattered Legions uh, unique stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot in there around like the Ebon Drake. So if you wanted to do like a Void based force or just like a small ZM around salamanders or if you really love cassian dracos like there's a ton on cassian dracos in there Mm -hmm. so there's Mm -hmm. a ton of stuff to actually like go through and give it a little bit more and i i I, when i first did this i figured i'd do it a little bit like you know like we did the return is fan stuff but Mm -hmm. there's just so much in here that it would take us like it's a a couple yeah it's a lot of episodes because i mean we they touched base on they gave us uh rules for the dark angels the white scars, the blood angels, you know, to tide us over. Black shields. Obvious, black shields. Yep. Um, then what else did they give us? They uh, gave us Zana, like uh, yep. some like some of the Mechanicum Zana stuff. Yeah. Um, like yeah, I mean it's it's a ton. Right? It's a ton. There's a the ton. In... Shields, like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's just it's a ton. There was a ton of information in that book that expanded the game so much, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it it did, um, which is surprising that not a ton of people have book six, but I guess a lot of people got into it, like, once the, like, I mean, I didn't get into this until the red books were updated, like, so Mm -hmm. second edition red books, right? Uh, But, um, anyhow, yeah, sorry, I'm just, I'm all thrown off kilter. Sorry. Um, Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Zana incursion is, like, a big thing, because, I mean, we don't see too many Mechanicum lists that don't run Scoria, mm-hmm. but I can count on one hand the number of times that I've seen them actually painted in Zana colors. Mm. The only one that actually comes to my mind is like Big John West Hobby. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think he was doing Zana like before Scoria even came out. And not uh, just the model, I think he was doing it before the rules, but I don't know. He can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> um, Big but, John, is he right? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we'll find out. I mean, I mean, yeah, maybe we should have had him on. Yeah, he, he yeah, we should have him on. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, he was definitely. I think he was doing it before book six. I could be wrong though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I said, it's purely speculation on my point. Yeah. yeah um. To your point, I mean, you know, we got our first iteration of the rules for the Dark Angels, the White Scars, and the Blood Angels. Mm-hmm. You, know, you didn't have Primarchs and special characters, but you got enough to tie you over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got the Blade of Salty Tears in there. You get a couple of mm-hmm. rights of war for each of them. Um, they didn't really change for the Blood Angels. But, I mean, we've gone over, like, how to make Day of Sorrows usable, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know people have complained to the end of the earth on that. But, I mean, for me, this book's been so influential because, again, cycling back to the lore, like, even just on the Black Shield stuff, there's so much inspiration in here. There's the Dark Brotherhood, which is, like, led by the Nemean Reaver, right? So mm-hmm. if you like Dark Angels, but you also kind of don't like Dark Angels, like, say you don't like the Lion or Luther, and you're like, both of those guys are dumb. I'm out of here. <laughs> um, then the Dark Brotherhood might be for you. Um they run Outlanders. I, ironically, so do the Ashen Claws. And the mm-hmm. Ashen Claws have a whole section in this book called the Tooth and Claw. And that's one of the things that really sucked me into them. I mean, I first like caught wind of them through the Legion's mobile game. Yeah. Um, but uh, once I did that, I was like, man, I'm going to go check book six, see if there's anything else in book six. And sure enough, my um, scouring of the records mm-hmm. was rewarded. Because there's a lot of really cool stories, including like Kyrene. So uh, Kyrene is in the, the Legion Scar game. That's how I got exposed to him. That's how I ended up building him, um, mm-hmm. just because I like building characters. And then that's how that like grew into this whole thing, right? So there's there's a lot of really cool stories about them, like using radiation strikes to like punish planets and executing like heavy fear based campaigns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a really cool story where the Blood Angels and the Ultramarines are attempting to scour the Nostromo sector. Mm-hmm. And they show up, and they're like, oh, yeah, screw these guys. Like, We're just going to beat down on them. And sure enough, no, you're not going to beat down on them because uh, it was a trap. And mm-hmm. so they fell right in. They're on the back heel, and a bunch of like 19th Legion ships show up, mm-hmm. uh, but refuse to listen to the hails. Right. So the Ultramarine captain keeps... like trying to raise them and then eventually Kirini comes through and like because they're requesting aid mm-hmm. trying to confirm like hey like who, which side are you on which side are you on as they're attacking like high lordships <laughs> um and just blowing them out of the sky so he kind of like opens the channel eventually and he's just like uh, i should have wrote down the quote um because it's it's pretty badass 
but and he says something to the effect of like, uh, get fucked, dude. Like the Raven Lord didn't care about us. He'd rather see us dead and forgotten. Like mm. we have no interest, uh, or our loyalty is to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have no, uh, and we don't plan to see like the collars of servitude shackled back around our necks, not in service to your turncoat war master or a failed empire. And then just mm. like cuts the transmission. Peace out. Yeah. And like drop. Yeah, and then proceeds to like head on down to the surface because this is like a Night Lord's equivalent of one of those worlds that the uh, Space Wolves hit a bunch of shit on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then they get down there. The Ultramarines are like, shit, like we need that armory. They can't take it. Um, the Ashen Claws had already kind of gotten inside. Yeah. So they start to assault it. The Ashen Claws kill a bunch of Ultramarines and then shut the door. And then just like scuttle what what they couldn't get out of there and teleport out. Mm. Um, so that all of that kind of like gave me the inspiration for my list and how I'm going to run it. Right? Um, so like they use a lot of uh, Charybdis and Dreadclaws, probably due to their time with the Sons of Horus, mm. um, and also because of their limited stuff their their limited uh machines and resources so they actually use like a lot of storm eagles as gunships so that was something that i had missed and i'm like well i have a storm eagle in a bag so i'm gonna put some missiles on it mm-hmm. and like a multi-melta because i've got this real sort of like missiles and heat weapons thing that's mm-hmm. kind of developed through it uh, in addition <laughs> yeah. to the radiation yeah because uh, i've got rad grenades everywhere i can fit them on and so i've got rad missiles on my lightning so i've got hell strike missiles on the the storm eagle and i've got a multi-melt on the front and i've got volkite all over the place and i've got combi melters and it's all just this uh like really sort of brutal older weaponry um, mm-hmm. older pieces. I didn't have enough uh, cataphractii terminators to make two squads, so I've got a squad of Tartarus, but I'm just going to be like, ah, whatever, it's just stuff that they, like, raided. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we've got it, and so I put the, the fists and the Kabi Meltas on that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of pulled my own punches a little bit with that one, I guess, but they're all going to teleport in. Because uh, with the Outlanders, um, you can actually get a little bit more. Well, I guess, I guess actually, why don't we just go through the the black shield rules. Cause I feel like it's something that people don't run up against um, mm. almost ever. I was going to focus a little bit more on like the shadow wars missions, um, how to use those, but and maybe, maybe we'll loop back if we have time. If not, we can, we can do it on a future episode, but mm. um, yeah, let me just flip forward here. The Knights errant are actually all in this book as well. Um, the characters and the actual unit entry. So pretty relevant. Yes. Given, given that um, mm. <laughs> what we're doing a tournament uh, around them. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so the Black Shields. Um, Legionis Astartes Black Shields. Uh, following alternative Legion Astartes special rule represents the most extreme of the Black Shield Space Marine forces. Those who have either thrown aside the traditions and fighting styles of the Legion that bore them in favor of the asymmetrical tactics and brutal expediency of the Reaver and Marauder, or who have simply been forced to adapt on their own without the guiding hand of a Legion command structure to regulate them. Regardless, they remain Space Marines, genetically engineered, psycho-indoctrinated warriors with superhuman abilities and minds and souls tempered for war. So units with this special rule may always attempt to regroup normally regardless of casualties, 
that's pretty standard. Mm -hmm. But they will also have the additional special rules and abilities described as below. So when you choose your Black Shield Force, you get to choose. And this is kind of like it's kind of like choosing a Legion almost. Um, and it's all, at the same time, it's kind of like choosing a Right of War. Uh, so Black Shield Forces have a number of special rules which reflect their unusual makeup, goals, and irregular organization compared to most Space Marine Forces. They can serve as both an advantage and a disadvantage in battle. So usually they have like a little bit of give and take. That's why I'm suggesting it's kind of like picking a Legion at the same time as your Right of War because you can't choose a Right of War. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we'll get to that at the end, but there are like a number of units that can't be fielded in a Black Shield's army. <clears throat> so, wrought by war, each Black Shield force has its own reason for existing and its own particular origin, which is reflected in how it fights. Each Black Shield detachment may, if its owning player wishes, select one of the wrought by war special rules detailed later in this section. That's kind of like the whole reason you're taking them, unless you just really want marauders. Yeah. For whatever reason. Um, and we'll go through their rules, but they're kind of like a, like a slight variation almost on like world eaters. To a degree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so strike position, strike only from a position of strength. Most Black Shield forces cannot afford to engage in attrition warfare, nor strike unless they have the advantage of surprise or fear. <clears throat> Sorry, for fear of unsustainable losses. An army whose primary detachment has the Black Shield special rule may add plus one to the dice whenever rolling to see who takes the first turn. Outcast models with the Legion of Stereos Black Shield special rule may be chosen as allies and take allies in the normal way. With the following provisions, they're counted as by the Emperor's uh, or Moral Master's command when fighting alongside other Legiones of Stereos forces, whether traitor or loyalist, or when taken alongside other forces such as um, Tegmata or Imperialis Militia. They are counted as fellow warriors representing other outcast members of these factions caught up in the fires of civil war. So that got updated actually with the FAQ. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, unless unless you take a specific rot by war, then they're all they all count as distrusted allies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if if I remember correctly. Uh, and then that limited resources. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they're like extra vicious and they're piratical. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyways. Uh, so they're no longer or were never part of a structured legion, and so do not follow any recognizable legion chain of command, and have therefore been forced to fight in a less regimented but arguably far more flexible manner than a regular legion force. So keep that in mind because I'm going to talk about like a couple of potential theme ideas. Okay. Um, but uh, in addition, they do not maintain stocks of expendable war engines, such as drop pods, which must be recovered and refurbished by specialist support units after deployment. So the army never uses rights of war, but may still use the alternative force organization charts. That's, of course, depending on like your event or whatever that you're playing in. Uh, the following... Legionis Astartes units are unavailable to a Black Shield detachment. Legion Praetors, Legion Command Squads, Legion Tactical Squads, Legion Drop Pods, Legion Dreadnought Drop Pods, and the Death Storm Drop Pod. You may only include a single Legion console. So if you want to take another HQ, you'd have to take another Reaver Lord or mm. another, um, uh, or like a Centurion. And a Black Shield detachment may never have more units with the vehicle type than it has units with the infantry type excluding dedicated transports, so you don't have to count those. Okay. So they do have a couple of uh, specific units. Um, so Black Shield Marauders, which are your troop choice. 
and uh, the Reaver Lord, which I already mentioned. And there's also the console type, the Dark Herald, um, which is that's in the updated um, Space Marine book, which is weird because you can have the Dark Herald that's visible there, mm-hmm. but none of the other Black Shield stuff is visible in the Red Book. Um, that's weird. So, yeah, hopefully that gets fixed. Um, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it was in that actually. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just totally off base. Uh, maybe it's in the FAQ or something. I don't know. Uh, Rough I War. So these are kind of like this. What's this is what gives your army the flavor, right? Mm. So it's kind of like your Right of War, but at the same time, it's also kind of like your Legiones Astartes special rule. So the first one is Death Seekers. Um, these black shields are motivated by an all-consuming drive to offer up their own lives upon the altars of war, psychologically unstable, either as a result of what they have witnessed or endured, or through brutally enforced and accelerated psycho-indoctrination. Death has become the center of their being, either as a blessed released, sought-for atonement, or programmed obsession, but they will not meet death vainly and without taking as many of the foe with them as they can. Through sheer force of will or other malign influence, such as prohibited gene seed experimentation, they are able to shrug off otherwise debilitating injury as they abandon themselves to the anarchy of battle. So inured to pain, the unit gains feel no pain, six plus special rule, and does not need to take pinning tests or morale checks as a result of taking casualties from shooting attacks. So kind of like juiced up Iron Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. And the lure of battle. The unit may not voluntarily fail a morale check and must pass a leadership test in order to end its movement further from any visible enemy model than it was at the beginning of the phase. If this test has failed, the unit moves D6 inches towards the closest enemy target instead, stopping one inch away from enemy models. Units inside buildings, fortifications, and transports are not subject to this involuntary movement. So this is like a good one if you wanted to say like run Mace or Varen and a bunch of like... Uh, world eaters that have um, like a bunch of stuff in their skull. Yeah. <laughs> um, or uh, this is one way that you could do like um, the raptors, actually. If you wanted to like make your own version of Korax's raptors. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can still take Death Seekers as a loyalist unit. Right, and then they've got yeah. feel no pain, and they're kind of mindless because they're like mutated a bit, and they just run at it. Um, but uh, I kind of have a different thought in mind for them and for um, like Fabius Biles' new men. Okay, but we'll get to them at the end. Yeah, orphans of war. Um, <clears throat> this one also fits kind of like if anyone wants to take their. Uh, return to Isfan Force, kind of the next level. So, having been, having seen betrayal, atrocity, and unthinkable carnage at the behest of distant and uncaring masters, these warriors are hardened veterans who have survived against all odds and now trust only the man next to them in the line of battle. For brothers, they will fight and die and strive to see another dawn, but for a great cause or primarch and the lies and whispers of lords and portents alike... They have nothing but scorn. So this is actually one that I thought about doing for the Ashen Claws instead, but then as I kind of went through the rules, it didn't really, didn't really jive um, with how I interpreted them. Okay. So non-character models with this special rule, when within six inches of another unit of at least five friendly models with the Legiones Astaris Black Shield rule, they gain plus one leadership to a maximum of ten, and can reroll failed hits of one during the shooting and assault phases. So pretty good if you mm. keep your guys bundled close together. 
Um, they may not, however, benefit from the leadership value of other models. And if they fail a morale check in the assault phase, D3 models are removed as casualties mm. in addition to other effects. So you get you get a pretty good bump, but it's a double-edged sword. It's a double-edged sword for sure. Yep. Class character, cannon. Yeah, exactly. So that's non-character models only. So that, mm. that doesn't apply to your character models. Yeah. But character models gain the preferred enemy character special rule. So they're really good at killing characters. Um, and no gods, no masters. So Black Shield Detachments with Special Rule may not include chaplain consoles, agents of the Imperium, or agents of the War Master, so you can't take navigators or knights errants. And they cannot ally with any Space Marine detachment, um, which does so. Which So, like, you can't take a Space Marine detachment that has like say Nathaniel Garrow at the head and then okay. just like a unit of blood angels. Um, and, uh, and cannot become an allied detachment to one which has like a Primarch in it. Makes sense. Yeah. So they're just, they're just not interested. So it's the last line that kind of made me think, okay, maybe, maybe it makes sense. And the fact they're loyal and they kind of get, and then I was like, nah, you know what? Like it doesn't really, like it kind of makes sense because they're like, hey, our loyalty is to ourselves. But the Outlanders fit a little bit more. So these Space Marines have seen the depths to which both sides in Mankind's Civil War will sink. And in order to destroy each other, uh, they have washed their hands of either side and are now pursuing their own goals, having turned towards the path of the Marauder and Void Corsair to determine their fate. For some who have previously served in the Nomad Predation Fleets and the Flotillas of the Rogue Traders, at the forefront of the Great Crusade's darkest frontiers, so like the Ghoul Stars, uh-huh. um, this may be in merely a reversion to a path well-traveled in the past, although themselves as masters this time around. So, Void Reavers. Before the game begins, up to half of the detachment's infantry units without dedicated transports may be given the Deep Strike special rule and enter play via reserve. So free teleportation transponders and not just on Terminators. So you could give it to a heavy flamer squad. You could give it mm-hmm. to a plasma support squad if you wanted to. Give it to a meltagun squad. Right now, all of a sudden, ha- not having drop pods isn't as big of a deal. Yeah. However, should a deep strike mishap be suffered, the unit loses D3 models as casualties, in addition to any other effects. Wow. Yeah. So you could go. <laughs> you really pan. Yeah, <laughs> you could really premium. get fucked over. Yep, yeah, um, and th- this part is one of the things that I really, really like. Uh, so, unsanctioned weaponry. Any model with this special rule in the detachment with access to a combi bolter as an upgrade or option may instead take a Zenos Deathlock for eight points, or may exchange the combi bolter they already possess for a Zenos Deathlock for three points. Any character model that does not already do so in the detachment has access to rad grenades as an option for 10 points each. So rad grenades and crazy weaponry. We're going to take mm. a quick aside so that I can tell you what the Zenus Deathlock does. Yeah, I was going to ask. I'm uh, not 100% sure what it does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's why we kind of you know pivoted here and instead of talking missions and yeah. um, stuff, we're going we're gonna to talk the Black Shield rules because, like, I've never seen anyone actually run. 
right? We had one guy, Dusty, who had a really cool black shield for us, mm-hmm. but I'm using air quotes when I say black shield. Um, he used the models from the Legion of the Damned. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. He had a wicked Praetor converted up, but I say Praetor because, and not Reaver Lord because he ran them as Shattered Legions instead. Yeah. For whatever reason. it's It was his hobby, and that's how he chose to do it. Yeah. Right? It was still a cool army. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful army. I miss it uh, on a regular I basis. Do. But, um, <laughs> Anyway, so we, I've never run into Black Shields in the wild, so I'm excited to play them. Uh, but the Zenus Deathlock, it's basically like you can make it any weapon you want. Um, I put I put two on my Terminators and uh, on my Cataphractii Terminators, where the rest of the squad has Volkai Chargers. Mm-hmm. And what I did was I took um, Heavy Flamers, Heavy Flamer Arm, and I cut the Flamer portion off, and I fit, like, the double-barreled, I don't know what it's called, because I don't, I don't really know Necrons, but I fit, like, the double-barreled Necron uh, gun on it. Goss I, I don't, no, I don't think it's the Goss Blaster. It's some other kind of weapon. It's got a big, like, blade on the end of it, too. Um, well, they're all Goss. I, I don't know. It's been a while since I played. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't <laughs> know. Anyways, it looks cool. Uh, and it just looks, like, huge and esoteric, and it looks like they've somebody's just strapped this alien gun into, like, a currently existing, um, like, mechanism for a mm-hmm. human to use it. Uh, anyways, Zenith Deathlock, they're very similar to Volkai Chargers. That's why I put them into that unit. Mm-hmm. And the Zenith Deathlock is Strength 5, AP 5, Range 18 inches, Assault 2. Sounds okay. pretty familiar. Yeah. But it has, instead of deflagrate, it has deathlock and lethal exposure. So deathlock, a unit that has suffered one or more wounds from a weapon with the deathlock special rule must take a leadership test at the end of the shooting phase before any pinning tests or morale checks are taken. So it could further affect it. Mm-hmm. The test has a negative modifier equal to the number of wounds the target unit suffered with the deathlock effect that turn. If the unit is stubborn or fearless, the test is still taken, but without the negative modifier for the casualties caused. Okay. If the test is failed, the unit immediately suffers D6 extra wounds, which must be saved normally. Oh. So I could potentially get like uh, Eight. 18. Uh, not 18. Uh, sorry. Because um, I've, I've got two of them in there. Okay. So 12 plus 4, 16. 16. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, lethal exposure. If a unit fires one or more weapons with this special rule in the shooting phase, so this is why I didn't give the whole squad them, (laughs) um, which would have been cheaper than Volkai chargers. Uh, If a unit fires one or more of these weapons with the special rule in the shooting phase, roll 2d6. If the roll result is less than the number of deathlock shots fired by the unit that phase... The unit suffers a wound with no armor saves on a model selected by its owning player. Ooh. Do not roll for lethal exposure in the case of Overwatch fire. So I still could have done it because I would have got my four plus because I get the mm. vulnerable save against it. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, if I'm rolling 12 and I <sighs> shoot like a ton of them, <laughs> then yeah. I'm, I'm gonna roll under it yeah. like if I, yeah if i have a full squad right uh of 10 terminators and i shoot 20 the most i can the lowest i can roll or the, the highest i could roll would be 12 which means yeah. i then immediately have to take that test have to take that test yeah 
Yeah, you're. Uh, it's it's like, a, like I immediately just like I immediately have to roll on yeah. one of the guys to see if they just die. Yeah, it's, um, it's very. It's it's it, it's literally a glass cannon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I'll try it for fun, and I'll just. It would like, be. Say, it I'll would just be. say that the the um, the Volkai chargers are all also Xenostethlocks, like just for that one game. Yeah. Like everything in this unit, everything in a cataphractii suit. Is uh, is a Zenith death lock, and then just watch, like watch your guys just disappear off the table themselves. Yeah, well, they're gonna deep strike too, so watch them like get a mishap, and then just like, lose three guys, and then they're down to seven, and then they just slowly lose guys to like radiation poisoning. Um, yeah, that'd be fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, it'd be. Um, I'll play that game against you. That's not problem. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, we'll figure it out. Uh, and then here's the other like. Kind of real hook, hook in the fish, um, the shadow of oblivion. So again, this we're we're going back to the Outlanders now. So this is the last portion of the Outlanders rule. Uh, make a note of how many units there are in your army at the start of the game with this special rule, and make this total known to your opponent at the start of the game. Once half of these units have been either destroyed or are falling back, this special rule takes effect. At the beginning of every subsequent game turn, their controlling player must make a leadership test for each unit with this special rule remaining. If it fails, the unit is removed from play and counts as destroyed. Okay. So they just peace out. They're like, we're losing, we're out of here, this is over. I'm not going to stand here and die. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then a they just. A little bit of a coward way, but you know. Yeah. Live to fight uh, another day. Yeah, exactly. So I mean that fits too, right? Like they're they're all about strike and fate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I went with them, and because I wanted to play with Zenith's Deathlocks, because um, I think it'll be wild. <laughs> it will be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so the final option that you've got for your Black Shields um, specific army would be the Chimera, and the Chimera have a little more customizability. So this is where, like, if you want to get really, really, really creative, do your own thing. This is probably where you're going to come to, is the Chimera. So as the Age of Darkness progressed, so there came to be into being Legiones Astartes, who simply should not have existed. So like I mentioned earlier, the Raptors. Yeah. Some were the byblows of failed rapid implementation and psycho-indoctrination programs. Others, the product of prohibited experimentations on gene seed stock, or the influence of malign forces from beyond. Most often the cause for such chimera creations were to create a breakthrough that would see their faction, loyalist or traitor, gain a decisive edge in the war, a goal for which some any taboo or stricture was worth breaking. All be they Primarch or Master Apothecary, so this sounds pretty specific mm-hmm. to Fabius Biles' new men and the Raptors, who attempted this soon learned the folly of their error. Such warriors were at best invariably unstable or unpredictable when compared to those Legiones Astartes brought into being by conventional means. While others succumbed to irreparable madness or cancerous mutation, as terrifying to behold as it was ultimately fatal. So, Chimera attributes. At the start of the game, before setup, the model's owning player must declare which of the following combination of bonuses and penalties apply to all units 
in the affected detachment with the special rule. So it gives you a little more flexibility because you can mm-hmm. change it from game to game. I probably wouldn't because I'd be building it with something like specific in mind, but you do have that availability if you want to do that. So option one, plus one strength, plus one toughness. So strength five, toughness, toughness five Marines. Minus one initiative, minus one charge and run distance, and they may not make sweeping advances. So these are big, ultra buff, mm-hmm. slow dudes. Um, probably a little bit dumb at the same time. Basically, mm-hmm. they're an Augurin Marine. Yeah, um, that's that's basically the imagery I was getting from it. Is they're the Augurins of the Marine Space Marines. Yep. Uh, or you can have even more uh crazy guys which are plus one weapon skill, plus one ballistic skill. So, like, you could take Weapon Master Vets with weapon skill six, ballistic skill five. Um, But they're at minus two leadership. Mm. So that would be, like, leadership six and seven on, like, standard Marines. So pretty low leadership, but uh, you're going to hit and shoot, like, crazy good. Uh, Option three... The unit gains the fear, fleet, and rage special rules. Must one, minus one ballistic skill must always make sweeping advances if able to do so. Um, so I did. I did think a little bit about this one, but I ended up not doing it. Um, I stuck with the outlanders mm. and uh, shunned and distrusted. Um, you could not take an allied detachment in this one. Okay. So, so they're it's by pretty, themselves. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you can make Raptors, which I would see as, like, probably the Strength plus one, minus one initiative, uh, or the Fear, Fleet, and Rage special rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, both both of those would fit uh, Fabius Biles and New Men at the same yeah. time. Oh, um, yeah, 100%. You could have a whole he... army basically being led by Fabius Biles. Yeah, uh, or you could you could even use this to represent like late stage um, world eaters, mm. right? Because you'd be minus one ballistic skill. Like you've got fear, fleet, and rage, um, and yeah. you're just going crazy, right? Um, see, it seems see, yeah. After corn had really gotten taken hold of them. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, you could also use option one, the plus one strength and toughness, minus one initiative. And uh, minus one charge and run distance. Um, you could use that to make like late stage Death Guard. Yeah. Right. Like they're just bloated and slow and whatever. So, yeah, there's a ton of room to make a lot of cool shit. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. They, they do get some other options, uh, some other war gear options in addition to the Zenith Deathlock, which are available to all Black Shields, which is Pariah War Gear. So you can have par- Pariah Power Armor which is still a three plus armor save, but it decreases to a five plus against weapons with a strength of six or higher. Um, okay. So, I mean, most of the time that's not really going to make a difference. Cause usually if it's like six or higher, it typically has like AP three or better anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the exception, I think that the immediate one that comes to mind, I'm sure there's others. Um, crack grenades, I guess uh, would be one, but yeah. the one that I'm thinking of um is uh auto cannons yeah because they're like strength seven so like you, you'd be at a disadvantage against, against auto auto cannons but um how often do you see those not as often as you should not as often as you should 
Yeah. So models may uh, models equipped may make snapshots with pistol, rapid fire, and assault weapons in the same shooting phase in which they run. Oh. Uh, shooting once the move is complete. So remember when we talked about like guys that are already minus one ballistic skill mm-hmm. because they have fear, fleet, and rage. Mm-hmm. So they're already only hitting on fives. Fucking just boot that up to a six, give them a bolter, and just have them run screaming down the field. <laughs> now, Basically, they're the orcs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, if you if you want to really make that crazy, uh, you can add a pariah bolter to that, which is only range 16, but it's assault too. Uh, however, if you charge after firing that, um, your charge will count as disordered. Mm. But uh, who cares? Like you're going to be on guys so fast, they're not going to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also have a Pariah Flamer, which is a little bit weaker, Strength 3, AP 5, um, Template Assault 1, but it has the overpressure. So uh, it may be fired at Strength 4, but with the Torrent and gets hot special rules. Um, so you can just kind of like, just like a longer distance Flamer if you mm-hmm. want to. Uh, I don't know that it's worth it, uh, but could be cool. Could be, yeah. Could be cool. Actually, it could give you a bit of an advantage in like um, Zone Mortalis, actually, because then you'll get the shred. Mm. So then you can like flame them from pretty far back. Plus, you'll still get your like three plus armor save. So who cares? Yeah. No, you're right. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I you're probably not you. going to die from it. So go for it. Um, yeah. Actually, that's pretty good. So. Anyways, that's that's more or less the. Uh, I mean, it's not the the units, but um, the units are short. They're few and far between. We mm. won't go into the Nemean Reaver because we kind of like briefly talked about him yesterday. But mm. um, we'll talk about the Reaver Lord. So this is your would-be Praetor or your former Praetor, perhaps. Mm. Uh, so pretty much a Praetor stat line. You're looking at weapon skill six, ballistic skill five, strength four, toughness four, three wounds, initiative five, four attacks. Leadership 10 and a 3 plus save. Uh, he comes stock with power armor, bolt pistol, chainsword combat blade, uh, frag and crack grenades. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can put him in uh, Terminator armor, but he can only be in Tartarus or Cataphractii. He cannot be in Indomitus. Okay. I don't know why. But yeah, that's weird. It says it specifically. Uh, in that, then he comes with a combi bolter and uh, power weapon. And uh, his special rules are small. Black shields, because he's going to pick them up. Yep. And uh, independent character. Um, so he may take one of the following. A bolter, a pariah bolter, combi weapon, Volkai charger, or a Zenith deathlock. Um, if he's an outlander, typically. Mm. Um, although it doesn't have that in brackets, so I guess go for it. I guess he's the one guy in your army that can get it anyway um, for eight points, which is still two points cheaper than a Volkite Charger. So go for it. There go you crazy. go. <laughs> yeah. uh, they can exchange their bolt pistol and or chainsword uh, slash combat blade for one of the following. Volkite Serpenta, Plasma Pistol, Archaeotech Pistol, Heavy Chainsword, Chernable Saber, Power Weapon, Power Fist, Single Lightning Claw, Thunder Hammer, or the Halo Blade for 25 points. So the Halo Blade, what's that? Mm. Here you oh, are. I am asking. Here with that, well, you mentioned it. Like, you mentioned it earlier, and I was like, "What the hell's the Halo Blade?" Yeah. So the Halo Blade, while only being AP three, a specialist weapon, and two-handed. So even if you paired it with another specialist weapon, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so why give it specialist weapon, I guess? I don't know. Anyways. Um, it is strength plus three. So it's strength plus three AP three. So you're essentially a strength seven guy. Yeah. Now, if you remember, um, I mentioned that outlanders can take rad grenades. Uh-huh. So now you're instant deathing every single kill or every yep. single wound. You're only AP three, so but um, at four attacks, five on the charge, six with digital lasers, still a good chance that one of those will slip through. Oh yeah, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, but that's again, that's why I was kind of like, eh, I'm just gonna use the Nimi and Reavers rules instead. Mm. So uh, he may exchange his. Uh, both their bolt pistol and the chain sword for a pair of lightning claws. That's pretty standard. Um, and a black shield reaver lord may take any of the following: melted bombs, digital lasers, cyber familiar, or uh, rad grenades. So he can take rad grenades even if he is not an outlander's. I think. Okay. Because it doesn't have it in brackets here. I don't know if its rules was written. Um, I have a feeling it was supposed to say Outlanders on it, and then they just forgot. Same with the Zenith's Deathlock, but whatever, man. Put them on there. Make all your attacks instant death. Um, <laughs> and then he can uh, Mastercraft a single weapon for uh, 10 points, so his Mastercrafting's a little bit cheaper, which is nice. He can then take uh, pa- Pariah Power Armor for free, which we already talked about, or Artificer yep. Armor for 10 points, or um, uh, Terminator Armor for 35 points. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. And he may also take a combat shield, refractor shield, boarding halo, or iron halo. And he could take a jump pack, um, a bike, or a smitar pattern uh, jet bike with a heavy bolter on it for 45 points. So um, he's also a base cost of 130. So this guy like builds up quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 247 points. If I have to, if I can't use like if somebody's not cool with me using the Nemean Reavers rules. Um, he's wow. 247 points. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's that's equipped with a bolter for two points, uh, the Halo Blade for 25 points, Master Crafting it for 10, uh, Melta Bombs for five, Digital Lasers for 15, Cyber Familiar for 10, Rad Grenades for 10, uh, Artificer Armor for 10, an Iron Halo for 25 points. Yeah, but you're talking about someone who has a three plus three up invulnerable save. Uh, and strengths, all of his attacks are instant death. Yeah, <laughs> are, all his attacks are instant death to a regular marine. Yeah, or to marine stat stat yeah. levels. Yeah, even if he didn't have the, uh, he's fighting a human. Even if he didn't have the rag grenade. Yeah, he'd fine. still be instant given. Yeah, so uh, if you do happen to put him in Terminator armor, though, combi weapon, Volkite chargers, and a stealth lock, power fist or lightning claw, chain or uh, chain fist, thunder hammer, or a halo blade. Um, or you can take a pair of lightning claws, and you can take digital lasers and an iron halo if you want to. Um, the master crafting on the Terminator is actually 15 points. Uh, any man take a grenade harness. Mm-hmm. So a lot of customization there. Um, I saw that like uh, um, I think it was uh, Shaw is doing a um, he's doing up uh, like a precursor to the Carcharodons. Okay, yeah, like, yeah. Like a different splinter of the Raven Guard. Yeah. Um, but I digress. So the Black Shield Marauder Squad, 125 points for five of them. 
Um, and then they're only 12 points each up and above that. But you can take up to 15 of them, so you get them a squad of 20. Okay. So these guys are kind of like your tactical Marines. They're going to be your like average scoring guys. Uh, Marauder, um, typical uh, Marine veteran stat line, so two attacks. Um, everything else is normal. Leadership, eight. And then the Marauder Chief um, is uh, weapon skill, five. Three attacks base, leadership, nine. However, he may not take uh, Artificer Armor. So his survivability is a little, like, healed. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I guess all of this will give you a nice nice good look into uh, how to whoop my butt. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, they come stock with a bolt pistol, chain sword, combat blade, or chain axe. Pretty good. Yep. Power armor, frag and crack grenades. And they come with the Legionaries Astartes Black Shield special rule. Now, when it comes to dedicated transports, they can take a Rhino, uh, a Proteus Pattern Land Raider, so not the one that uh, you can charge out of, mm-hmm. or an Anvilus Pattern Dreadclaw as dedicated transport. Um, you're, obviously, your unit can't be more than 10. Yeah, that's obvious. The case. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, so each model in the squad may take one of the following options, a Laz Carbine or Auto Gun, for free. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Now I didn't <laughs> take those because I didn't feel like sourcing them and putting them on my models. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Because I want them to have a chain axe in one hand, so I want them to have like bolt pistols in the other hand, and then I got to find like I don't know, probably a bunch of those like ones that are wrapped up in leather. From mm. the uh, the Scion kit or something, I don't know. Um, It'd be a lot of work. Yeah, it it, it would be. Uh, so I probably won't take them because they won't be on the model. Um, some people might say that's dumb, but whatever. I don't care. They're coming out of an uh, Anvilus drop pod most times anyway. Yeah. Uh, or you can take an Astartes pattern shotgun for plus one point eight. So that's uh, strength four, AP five, I think, or AP yeah, six. I believe or it's something. AP five. Yep. Um, but anyways, it's assault too, like 12 inches. Um, so that's a pretty good choice. One of my Marauder squads is kitted up with those. Yes. Uh, Lazlocks for plus two points. Not bad. I mean, it's kind of like, kind of like a shotgun. You might as well take the shotgun if you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a second bolt pistol. I know the Lazlock is strength five, but uh, I don't know. I think it's only strength four actually. Isn't it? I believe it's. Lazlock? I think no, it's, it's strength, strength four. four. I think yeah. It's strength work. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, why would you take that? You can take a shotgun and get double the shots mm-hmm. um, for one point less. Or they can take a second bolt pistol, so they can just come running out of there, bam, 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 bam. And uh, a bolter or a pariah bolter for plus two points. A heavy chainsword for plus five points. So you can have 20 heavy chainswords if you want. And then um, give like take outlanders and give the uh, chief rad grenades. Mm. and then just have a whole squad of like instant death marine ke- attacks. Yeah. Like that'll be nasty. Uh, or it a last would be nasty. for 10 points, which I mean would be good if you're in zone mortalis. Yes. Other than that, don't take it. Yeah. What was the <laughs> point? If you, if you, if you have the model, the extra model, maybe do it the last cutter. So if you're going to play a zone mortalis game, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't equip it in my every, every game kind of situation. You're playing no. points for nothing. No, because you're like you you like go to like initiative one and like weapon skill like one or something with it. Mm-hmm. But for spaceboarding missions, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, because you automatically hit doors, right? So it's like strength ten. You like cut through the door like every time. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. So that that's why it's it's good. Um, but uh, you know, I got a bunch of um, destroyers that I was like, ah, maybe I won't put these guys in here, but maybe I'll just like tweak my list a little bit and add some extra marauders. Mm. Um, like just pull their jump packs off, put backpacks on them, and then if I'm mm. playing like a Centurion game or something, just like load in extra marauders with bull pistols. Yeah. Just say they have heavy chain axes or have chain axes, I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyways, um, if they don't want to take an option from the previous list, one in five marauders may take one of the following options. Um, so the way that's written is kind of weird because I guess you'd count your chief in there, I suppose. Um, yeah. For the one in five. I don't know. Anyways, you can take a sniper rifle for five points. Uh, Zenith's Deathlock. Yeah, so um, it doesn't specify it here either, so that does mean that the previous mention is it's only available if you take Outlanders. So that that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Flamer or Pariah Flamer, Rotor Cannon, Grenade Launcher with Frag and Crack, Heavy Flamer, Melta Gun, Plasma Gun, Heavy Bolter, Auto Cannon, Missile Launcher with Frag and Crack Missiles, Multi Melta, uh, you can change, exchange your Bolt Pistol for a Plasma Pistol or a Hand Flamer, or they can uh, swap the Chain Sword slash Combat Blade slash Chain Axe for a Power Weapon. Uh, you can take an Uncio Vox, and the Chief may exchange their Combat Blade slash um, chainsword for one of the following. Power Fist, single lightning claw, or thunder hammer. So if you took one of those, then you could still take like four power weapons in there if you wanted to. Right. Uh, and then the chief may also take a combi weapon or a plasma pistol, and he can take melted bombs as well. And if you wanted to, you could exchange that all for pariah power armor for free. Hmm. So you got a lot yeah. of options. Yeah, yeah, a lot of options, a lot of customizability. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm the overall the overall theme that I'm getting from it is like you can really make lean into whatever way you want your marine army to look and play. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, it's a it's a modeler's paradise. Um, that's why I've been going just hog wild with it and just throwing different pieces of armor types together. And um, I mean, mm. I I took a lot from the pictures that I had in in. Well, here in book six, right? Um, like it shows them with little Terran Jade totems and stuff. So, uh, and because they used to be part of the um, the Sons of Horus, uh, the Ashen Claws did have warrior lodges before they were exiled, at least. So, you know, mm -hmm. I've got some of them. I took bits from uh, the Chaos Marauder kit on horseback, and I mm -hmm. added like, you know, little lodge coins to their belt, and I took um, Space Wolf like rune stones and teeth and mm. like those little totems and i put those on the belt or i put them like up near a pauldron or like tied around a wrist and and then i paint them up like little pieces of terran jade mm. and uh i mean i'm like i'm having a blast doing it um it keeps, yeah, it, keeps it pretty fresh yeah it does and it's, it's it's really making it your own right yeah, yeah. Like I'm actually, I'm really, really excited to get through it. Um, and I've been doing a little bit of painting every single day, just to kind of like keep it going. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, I mean, I'm stoked. I'm jazzed. But book yeah. six, book six has inspired me to do this, right? And so that's why I'm saying to you, do yourself a favor and go read book six, because mm -hmm. you just might find something fun for it. Oh yeah, you might for find sure. something fun in there. Right. Oh um, for sure missions and, and everything else aside actually i've i've pulled the missions out of book six several times for events yes that we've used um or that we've played in 
uh, I like the Shadow War missions are phenomenal. And the Shadow War actually, Shadow War campaign mm-hmm. is arguably one of the easiest campaigns to implement. Um, it's like it, it really is, especially if you're trying to do like a slow grow or a centurion or something. Yeah. Like, it makes it so all, easy. It makes it personal. So much, yeah, so much you're using such a smaller force for it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were talking about like you know creating a campaign where all these rivalries can start to naturally form. Like Shadow War missions are going to help that. Yeah. Because there's a lot of missions which are like assassination missions, or like you get rewarded for killing characters or doing challenges. And... Yeah, it's it's great for you know a community, you know a, a, a ju- not a juvenile, but a young community that's just starting to get into it. Like we don't have like guys who have several thousand point army. You know, you just you and a couple guys are like, hey, we're going to get into horse heresy that book six is going to be your, your best thing for building your community up. Right. I think so. Uh, it's a good starting point. And it's a little more fresh than just, you know, the six missions that are in the, yeah. in every single book. Yeah. Like, they are in every book. Yeah. Like if I have to play blood feud one more time, <laughs> no roof a bullet. Um, <laughs> just end like, it all right then yeah, and there. Or dominion. Like, oh, okay, great. Um, my whole army infiltrates, so you're gonna have to table me to beat me. And, the, and then there's that one that no one plays, uh, ambush. That's a deployment zone, but no, I, yeah, I, I, hate... I play ambush. I love oh, ambush, man. I fucking hate you know why you deployment. don't like it? Because it's a challenge. That's why. <laughs> no, <laughs> I got, I got, I've, I've got curb stomp being in that center. I've also curb stomped someone while they were in that, in that center deployment. It, it's, it's a unless you're prepared for it, it is brutal. And I get it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's I think the right else. way to use that is put that into a mission. And that mission has to have special deployment, which says the attacker. So, which is not the, like, you know, not the person in the yeah. circle has to keep half of their army in reserve. That way, that would be awesome. That if would you definitely... do that, then all of a sudden it's not such a, Oh yeah, hundred task, right? Oh, you're right. You're a hundred percent right. I agree with you. It just, it just when you have, you know, hey. both your uh, your armies, your 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 opponent's army are on both sides of you, and you're just taking fire. You're in that crossfire. It's really, really hard to uh, um, survive it. Like you just, you're ninety nine percent of the time you're gonna die. It's but not if you want to play like a cool Istvan. Oh yeah, hundred percent. More mission. Uh, like, that's last, it, baby. That's the last stand right there. That's the that's that's the great last stand mission. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, that'd be a good one. Um, maybe I'll work it into LVO just cause. <laughs> <laughs> you won't know till you get there. <laughs> last uh, mission is the last stand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think, I think that's how you, you balance it out. Just put some deployment in there. And there are missions that are in the black books which specify the attacker has to keep half of their forces in reserve. Yeah. So just pair it with that mission. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you're set. But I mean, I get it. Like if you're look, if you're trying to roll on it, like yeah, you're trying you're to play random, it as yeah. quote unquote like a balanced tournament experience. It's never gonna work. Yeah, I mean, you can't really have ambush in there, I guess. No, no. But well, all right. It's... Anyways, that was pretty off track. So maybe we'll talk <laughs> a little bit about book six missions. Um, 
next time then or yeah yeah i mean if anyone even wants to hear that well you know what i i think i think we should talk book six missions yeah not not right now but like we can can talk some of the legendary missions right because we actually yeah we can we can do that because we talked a little bit about some of the stuff in here um actually like i know when ryan was on he was talking about like his iron hands and originally he was going to do autec var uh, Mm -hmm. then he you know he went over to like duquesne or um whatever the guy's name is and uh like there, there's a legendary mission in here for Autech more, and it's mm. like fucking, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I think really I think good. that's a great idea. I think we should He's talk. Like, Let's just smash this moon into a planet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've had enough of this. Uh, <laughs> I then, guess if you uh, want to go in a blaze of glory, that is definitely one way to do it. Yeah, actually, and and so I mean, I'm you know we'll we'll cover it again on the on the next episode. But we were talking about that that little story of the Battle of Desperation, which is where the Ashen Claws showed up and kind of saved the Blood Angels on Ultramarines, and then fucked mm-hmm. on a little bit to steal all the things. Yeah, um, yeah. They actually have a three player mission. Oh. Um, built in for for uh, the legendary mission to enact the Battle of Desperation, and there's like the armories in the center. Mm-hmm. And it's an Ashen Claw player, a Night Lords player, and an Ultramarine player, uh, which you could sub for like Blood Angels if you wanted to. Yeah. Whatever. Just about anything else, really. But um, yeah, it's like a three way, like a three way mission. Um, like a, each person for himself kind of thing. And everyone's mm-hmm. trying to get, everyone's trying to get the goods. It's a three way heist. That, that goes wrong on the one day when it needs to go right. <laughs> No, that would be a fun mission. I've always liked the three-way missions. I mean, usually you find someone gets tag teamed on, but like a three a three-way free for all that's, that's a lot of fun. I, I do I do enjoy those those kinds yeah. of missions. Yeah, we'll go over it again. It's been like uh, I haven't read it in a few couple weeks, but I think there's actually like a thing that balances it out. There's also a way that like if you're just two players playing, there's a way to control like the Ash and Claw faction. Mm. Um, so if you don't have a third person to do it, okay. You just wanted to like print out pictures of my ash and claws and put them on faces. <laughs> You're welcome to do that. <laughs> little little you cardboard wanna, stand, little yeah. stand. Yeah. Stand if you don't want to make a bunch of. If you don't want to make a bunch of ash and claws just to play that legendary mission. Um, feel free to just take the pictures of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, or just take just take the picture. Actually, you can get the picture that's in the book, which is like in Mark II armor, mm. and you could just shrink that down to Marine size and put that on some stands. Yeah, if there you like, go. yeah, like because I mean, I, I can't I can't in good conscience tell you to go out and buy a bucket of resin <laughs> um, just to just to make these things to play this scenario one time. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, don't do that. Um, if you find unless, like, unless you really people. want to, like. Uh, <laughs> But, I don't know. I think it'd be a fun mission to play, even if you even if you're not using those three factions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, you could, yeah, you could just replace it for just about anything else, right? Yeah. Because um, there's there's no primarchs or anything involved. There's no there's no named special characters yeah. really, um, or no unique characters in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could you, you could actually make a pretty cool one. Um, for like uh, i was thinking moloch maybe but maybe that's not a good example um because uh, that's um, more like horus and those guys just trying to get to the trying to get to the little 
pond. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you you could do it for uh, actually that would make a pretty good one. Uh, not really. I was gonna say you could use use that for Yarrant, but Yarrant really is like a two v two, or like a two v three. Yeah. Because uh, the well, no, you could actually if one person took the Alpha Legion, because then the Alpha Legion could be like secretly doing whatever it is that they fucking do typically. Yeah, um, that's and just that's backstabbing true. the backstabbing the Sons of Horus or the Thousand Sons that are there. And then, that sounds about right. Yeah, sounds, and sounds then about have the Raven Guard and the the raven guard or the space wolves doing it but yeah it really is more of like you know a raven guard and space wolves versus like alpha legion thousand suns and Mm -hmm. sons of Horus. um yeah which is actually that that's that's what i I wanted to do when we were first doing the youtube channel i was like this is the perfect opportunity to play out this entire battle but i wasn't listening oh well (laughs) that's besides but that's 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 a long time ago yeah, uh, actually, Chris and I were gonna do it, and then I was like, "Oh, too bad I'm moving." So, because we were we were gonna like start it in space, and we were mm-hmm. gonna do like a space battle, and then we were gonna um, like go down to Zone Mortalis, and I was gonna do like Rust, and he was gonna have Horus, mm-hmm. and do like the assault on the Vengeful Spirit. Like, I gotta get Rust to Horus, and then fight mm-hmm. him. Um, and then see how that plays out, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then go down to Yarrant. And then we were going to do, um, like, uh, I can't remember what the mission I was gonna, we were going to do after that. We were going to incorporate, like, all levels. Um, and then, oh, I think I think I was going to have, like, my Raven Guard with Space Wolves in there. Uh, okay. I was going to do Shattered Legions. I think I was just going to do, like, an allied detachment of Space Wolves. Because mm-hmm. um, most of them are still wounded. And have, like, the Raven Guard break through and get to them. Okay. Uh, and then we were going to play like an epic, a game of epic. So it was like mm-hmm. he was going to do bust out like his sons of Horus and mm-hmm. uh, like some Alpha Legion uh, um, epic scale stuff. And then I was yeah, yeah. going to like bust out the Raven Guard stuff um, and just play like the final sort of like crescendo of Yarrant. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, fucking like tri scale heresy. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, too bad. Maybe maybe in a year or two. Well, <laughs> I still need I mean, to get a three D printer, but I bought a PlayStation instead. <laughs> I need to get a three D printer too. There's some like I used I used to play Epic and still love Epic. I could use a couple games of Epic and an yep. Epic Army. Yeah, I just I really want to get into the um into the Battlefleet Heresy stuff. Mm. Uh, that'd be that'd be pretty all right. Yeah, go- uh, uh, Especially Gotham. now, actually, because now I have the Ashen Claws. I really want to get into Battlefleet Heresy. <laughs> well, Gothic was a. Have you ever played Gothic? Uh, I've played like the, the. There used to be an iPad game, actually, which was. It, it was exactly the same. Like the dice would roll down on the screen. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not up there anymore, unfortunately, which sucks because I just got like a new iPad. I haven't had an iPad in a few years because mm-hmm, uh, I had it like for work. Yeah. Um, and they took it down, unfortunately. It was. It was. Battlefleet Gothic, but it was put in like the whatever the big Tyranid assault on Ball. Oh, okay. That yeah, yeah, that that, that I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I don't remember when that happened, but uh, it was like a big thing. Um, Battlefleet Gothic was it was it was it was a fun game. It was 
hard to had a pretty steep learning curve but once you got past that learning curve that game had so many great mechanics to it yeah i've been told that titanicus is very similar in this rule set um but i mean it's we've we've been told ages ago that it's making a comeback so um yeah that's the rumor that's been going around for a while i think i think forge world said it like a few years ago and then i think they said like look it's delayed but like it's still on the docket uh maybe i missed that but you could be very Uh, that was like years ago um i think that's why like necromunda got rushed out or no that was adeptus titanicus was Hmm. because adeptus titanicus was originally going to be like all resin oh yeah so like the first titans they showed off all the titans were resin and it was like yeah this is in the heresy so it's a forge world thing Mm. and then they're like oh actually we're gonna do it all in plastic so here's necromunda Mm. (laughs) Um, either way necromunda is a great game yeah, it's but it's like on that dog. Like, I mean, they you know um, it's, it's, they've it's, said it's, before that like everything's done like two two years out, mm. right? So like the stuff we're getting right now was done two years ago. Oh, okay. Right, like in that that's that's a smart pipeline to have because then you're not you're not doing like a just in time product pipeline. Yeah, like yeah, product yeah. Development pipeline because then if you run into a hiccup, then you're like, oh my god, I don't have anything to give out, mm. right? But then if you run into a scenario like the Deptus Titanicus where it's like, Oh shit. Like, let's not do this in resin. We can do this in plastic. That'll be way better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh shit. Well, wh- what are we going to do instead? And it's like, you know what? We already got the first chunk of Necromunda done. Just send that out the door. Goliath yeah. Eschers. Yeah. Right. And then, boom. okay, great. Now we are able to get something out. And then they kind of like drop drip fed it a little bit, which wasn't like ideal, I think for anybody, but it but at least it, kept, it, it, kept the ball it, moving. Yeah. It kept the ball moving. Things, things were happening right it didn't you weren't left stranded with nothing in nothing right yeah yeah anyways that's what i heard i don't know if there's anything fucking crazy well maybe <laughs> um i have i've heard a few times actually from a few different folks um that uh like they they work two years out um so i don't know that means that there's still lots of good stuff on the way oh yeah I mean, but, I mean, just with everything that we're seeing so far, I, I think things are going to be ramping up in Heresy in general. And yeah, Games Workshop has some, some tricks up their sleeves for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have a share price around $10,000 a share if you don't have something up there. Mm. So, anyways, that's enough like, fucking right. business talk. Yeah. It's like fucking 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost 11.30. So, uh, anyways, we're pretty long in the tooth. Uh, we had a lot of shout-outs. Um, we know that this pivoted a little bit. Hopefully, it wasn't too monotonous for you as I mm. went through the Black Shield rules. Um, but uh, Well, you definitely gave a lot of insight, which was... Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that, like... I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I get it. I get why it doesn't get, like, a ton of attention or, like, a ton of people, like, clambering over each other to get there mm-hmm. or to do it. Um, you know, and that's, that's straight out because like, you know, it's the heresy. It's mainly about the 18 legions. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the plebs and the mechanicum. Um, and yeah, anyways. Um, so like, again, it's one of those, and it's in a book that often gets kind of skirted over. And, and I think it largely gets skirted over because there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that they've they've got updated into the red books and that didn't get into it. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, anyways, we, we have a lot of shout outs. Um, don't forget to check out Little Legend Studio. Check out his Patreon. Uh, we also mentioned uh, Murray, Canadian Remembrancer. Don't worry, we will get to your um, Knights Errant stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Still a beautiful model. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did a whole bunch. He did a whole oh. kill team up. Um, Murray did. He even did Malkador. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Jeremy kind of was like, hey, you should give Book Six some love because nobody ever does. So follow Dark Horse Painting at Instagram. Uh, we also mentioned uh, Big John West Hobby. Um, go check out his Zana Mechanica. He's also got some pretty nice Sons of Horus as well. Uh, I'll also put the link to the Facebook group for the Las Vegas Open. Don't forget to uh, join that if you are going to the Las Vegas Open. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I had a few emails back and forth with uh, the Evan gentleman that emailed us. Um couple quick tips on that actually because uh, on the battle scribe so it, with the fac and errata if you're um using tactical marines and you don't give them bolters like you swamp mm. the bolters for close combat weapons or chain swords mm. uh you can give like one in five i think power weapons i think it is okay. um so similar to the marauders uh but you can't make that selection in battle scrub so what his friend was doing because he actually sent the list to me and was like hey can you vet this like is this legit and yeah it was legit like but he he gave the power he gave extra power weapons to like the assault squad um just to get the points so that the list says 2000 points Mm -hmm. my advice to him and to everybody else is like if you want to run the tactical marines like to spoilers with power weapons just don't click them on and like so say for in in his example it was 2000 points Mm -hmm. he had two squads that needed to take four power weapons each at 10 points uh, a weapon Mm -hmm. So he put a whole bunch on the assault squad and said they're carrying them for the tactical Marines. It'll be less confusing if you your list that you print out says 1920 mm-hmm. and you just write on it. Like yeah. put, put on the unit like plus 40 points power weapons, right? And then at the top of your list, you can write 2,000 points. You can scratch out the 1920 and write 2,000. That'll be easier for you and less confusing for someone who's looking at it because then they'll be like, wait, I was looking at your list and I avoided that assault squad because I thought it had 10 power weapons in it, but you're telling me this squad over here had the four power weapons, even though he can see it. Yeah. yeah. It. Like, you know, I'm, I'm creating a very, very rare scenario in my head because everybody's going to be a pretty cool dude while we're there. Mm. But the easier thing to do is just, and this is what I always do, is if the selection isn't in the app that I'm using, I just don't put it in, and when I print it out, I adjust it manually. Ah, there you go. Right? Because you can't rely wholesale on those apps anyway. So, no, you can't. Um, that would be my advice. Jump into the Las Vegas Open, though. If you want me to take a quick look at your list, I'm not going to, unless you want me to go through it on the podcast, I can look at it, let you know if the 2K, 3K is correct. Right. So, that's what he did. He had his units correct. I think he had seven infantry units and three non infantry units. So, mm. perfect. His 2,000 points is good to go. And then his 3,000 points doesn't matter because he can put whatever the fuck he wants in there except for unique characters, which he did, right? I haven't, I haven't reviewed the Iron Warriors list that he sent to me as well, but if the other guy nailed it, I'm sure this guy did too. So, um, I don't think it's as confusing as, as a lot of folks have, have made it out to be. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, once you get thinking about it, anyways, agreed. cool. Uh, so on that note, um, 
Don't forget to uh, Broken Arrow 2000, Matt Cain, uh, on Instagram. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, um, deathandbetrayal at gmail.com. You can hit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast or on Instagram at the DAB podcast. And don't forget to follow Craig or the Barbarian at uh, Craig or the Barbarian <laughs> yeah, on Instagram. Uh, don't forget as well, uh, well, by the time this episode comes out, um, the first Florida 30K event will already be going on. So yep. you won't be able to check that out. But don't forget about Music City Heresy. Links will be in the show notes, uh, as well as the September uh, narrative campaign event. It's a two-dayer mm-hmm. from um, the Florida 30K guys. And uh, the Las Vegas Open will be the last um, weekend in January. So, again, hope to see you there. I haven't checked on sales in a little while, but I know that we were above the 40 mark. So, yeah. um, pretty all right. And I think you were speaking to someone else who was going to get in, so that will put us to 40. Yeah, he, he, he had messaged me on Instagram, had a few questions. I just wanted to make sure he was signing up for the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then told yeah. me about his very cool idea for an Arby. And Sweet. I was like, I can't wait to see it. Hopefully he goes yeah. with it. Yeah, maybe you can go through it next time. Um, it just so anyone is aware, like on the actual, when you go to purchase it initially, it does say narrative tournament. That's a leftover. Um, I, we had asked them to change it. It got changed. Uh, when you click on it, it goes inside. Then it actually changes to event. And actually, mm-hmm. if you look at the players pack, the players pack does not say tournament. It says event because this is not a competitive tournament. There is no podium finish. Um, it's all just uh, for cool dudes hanging out with cool dudes. Mm-hmm. Let's play some heresy and uh make some make some stories of our own to fit exactly so yep. with that guys thanks a lot uh i hope you enjoyed this episode uh my first official episode back um and uh, keep those geller fields up take care fucking thing sucks we'll do it live